0: This world has been connected. And now darkness within darkness awaits you. In the end, every heart returns to the darkness whence it came. My name is Ansem. I reach for the darkness. One who knows nothing can understand. and welcome to the Ansem Report Podcast! This is episode number four of season two of the Ansem Report Podcast, the longest-running Kingdom Hearts Podcast on the internet. My name is Mike, and with me as always, through the power of the internet, my brother, Jason. Hello, Jason. Hello! How's it going, dude? Dude? uh, Not gonna lie, if I sound a little weird, it's because uh, I have COVID currently. And I've had it for the past couple of days. I'm at the tail end of it, um, but yeah. Uh, if I sound a little weird, that's why. If but, he sounds you sounds know, a little uh, COVID different, I'm feeling fine. I'm feeling great. Love that. Love that. Feeling good. Get vaccinated. Glad to be everybody. here. Get get vaccinated. Stay vaccinated. Anyway, I'm glad Jason's here because we have a lot to talk about. Because next week is going to be a pretty big week here at the Super Spaghetti Bros. headquarters. Yeah, incorporated. Incorporated, the compound, if you will, the Super Spaghetti Bros. compound. Yeah. Next week, Thursday, as in six days from when this podcast airs, unless you're a Patreon member, then one week from when this podcast airs, we will be starting our third annual Super Spaghetti Bros. Charity live event extravaganza supporting the Able Gamers charity. <gasps> Woo! It starts at noon EST at twitch.tv slash super spaghetti bros. The main attraction of this charity stream, as we've probably it's said us. before, is yeah. us. Yeah. Playing yeah, through us. the PlayStation 5 <laughs> version of the Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim to get the platinum trophy from a fresh file. No no progress has been made. We're starting from the Well, you're finally awake. We're going to we're yeah. going to we're going to start from that and we are going to play through the game until we get the platinum trophy. It's a marathon, dude. It's a marathon. We're going to try to I mean, we haven't really talked about this, but I think there is a way where we can can have this be a continuous stream but also get our sleep in. You think so? I think because you're more of a night owl than me. I can go we to bed shifts. a little earlier. Sleep <laughs> for like 5 hours, 6 hours, yeah. come back and then you go to sleep. I take the night shift. Right. I I think we can switch off and make this work cuz I mean big streamers do it with subathons all the time where they do, some of them just sleep on stream. That's true. Yeah, that's true actually. They just fucking sleep on stream and it's like whoa. I'll sleep on stream, dude. I don't give right. a fuck. <laughs> so we'd like we're we're gonna I'll just curl go up in the in the chair. <laughs> just fucking sleeping in the chair. Yeah. Jake on a hat on. <laughs> like there's a feather in it for some reason and it's like it's a, doing the cartoon and the feather goes <laughs> up and down. Somehow yeah, you're exactly. entertaining even in sleep. Uh yeah. But yeah, the idea is we want to get through the whole platinum trophy. We do have some incentives to extend doing the DLC as well. Um and then if you're like we don't want that sounds really boring, Mike. Well, first of all, fuck you. Second of all, it's, it's for not, charity. It's What's for wrong charity? With you? Third of what the all, hell? third of all for those uh small attention span people out there, we got a little bit of we got something extra special. The Oh yeah. Wheel of Destiny, as I'm now calling it, the Wheel of Re-Destiny, yep, is returning. Yep, yep, yep. And Re-col- it has, Re-colon Destiny. Right. And it has <laughs> 18 different spots on it for 18 different things to happen, including yeah. one of them leading to an even smaller wheel. A mini wheel. A mini wheel, if you will, that has seven different spots on it, and those things are a little more... um. Awful, awful, <laughs> they're a little more awful, but all- like all of these are like with the intention of either griefing us in game, griefing us i r l or just like derailing getting the trophy in some way in like trophies in some way, or just like, having a good time, yeah, 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 like it like I would say that's what I'm saying, like some of it is like f- like really fun, like just like have a good time for a while. But it can be like derailing to yeah getting the trophy. Well, the thing is though, we have this <laughs> distracting. Code. We have the cheat code that we've we talked about this before because there are two yeah. of us. We got yep, the cheat yep, code. Yep, yep. One of us, one of us can go do the stupid thing, and, and the other one can both keep playing. Yeah, we're both gamers. We're not gamers. like one fake gamer and one gamer. Right, we're both gamers, both big gamers. We both have extensive experience with Skyrim. Yep, 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 yep. I don't think I've ever beaten it. I, no, I've never done, like, so like I have seen all of the missions from like, uh, like hanging out with my friends and like they're beating it or whatever, or like from playing through most of it myself. But like, I always ended up doing all the side stuff first. I don't think anybody actually happens is Skyrim. What happens is, and everybody knows this. That's played Skyrim is you play. And you get, like, hella far. You might get, like, level 30 or some shit. Or maybe even you might even get to, like, level 20 or some shit. And then you stop playing. And then you come back. And you're like, I don't know what the fuck I was doing, dude. I just got to start over, dude. Right. And this time, this time, I'm going to beat the game. And then you don't. And yep. then you come back. You're like, hey, this time, I'm making an Argonian. That's yeah. a little weird. But I'm making an Argonian <laughs> this time, dude. But all three of them, you have, like, a, a an orc, an elf, a Khajiit, and an Argonian, and all four of them are stealth archers. <laughs> yes. The only way to play the game. Anyway, so we're going to be playing that. We know it's not Kingdom Hearts necessarily, but it is for no. a good cause. And, you know, we have our Kingdom Hearts flourishes. Uh, we will be doing... If you There's guys some possibilities meet, of us playing Kingdom Hearts on stream. Yes, with some of the wheel stuff. And also, yes. um, one of our first uh, stretch incentives is to do a live Ansem Report podcast. So there will not That's be right. a podcast next week in the typical sense. Like, there's not going to be one that releases on Friday because we just have too much going on. However, yeah. we will possibly on Friday be doing a live one, and we will shout that out when we reach the goal and everything and when it's going to be. Um, yep, 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 yep. Because yep, yep, I'm yep, fairly yep. confident we'll reach the goal. It's not like a super hard one. Uh, last year, we raised over $4,500 for Able Gamers, uh, yes. which is nutty. And uh, I'm gonna say this right now. I, you know, we appreciate anybody who can give because it's for a good cause. All the money right. is going to Able Gamers. We are not taking a cent of it. If you're not able to give, that's okay. We want everybody to be comfy in what they're doing. You know, like right. feel like you have to give. If you can't give, and you can only hang out, we'd love that. That that supports us just as much because it makes you know, it makes the time go by for us and it helps get more people in there to, you know, donate and and hang out. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. Finally, if you can't do either of those things, just sharing when we tweet out that we're live or, or whatever it might be is, is a very, very awesome, cool thing you can do as well. Yeah. It means a lot. Keep that in mind. There's more ways to help than just donating money. And it's for a good cause. Uh, Jay, do you want to say maybe a little bit about the Able Gamers <clears throat> and why? Um, you know, we 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 don't we do to them last year, and we were trying to figure out if we wanted to do the same thing. And you just said, "Hey, you know what? We're doing Able Gamers again." And I, I agree with you, but I want to kind of hear your take on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, what just like this entire podcast is about a video game series, and all of us have played video games, and in varying degrees, but it's something that connects a lot of people and is really important for a lot of people. It's really important for me. And I know that if something happened to me where I wasn't physically able to play video games, but then there is this charity called Able Gamers where they literally make custom controllers for people to make it so that they can play video games or like just literally be able to do these things that we take for granted. is just really, really cool. And, uh, I think it's something that everybody can understand and agree with and, um, want to support. It, it just, it makes sense. And they're, they're really awesome. And we're going to have more information and stuff like on, on stream and stuff. And they have, uh, they have their own like little like media videos and stuff. If you want to check out more, um, we'll have links and stuff for all that like during the stream and on the podcast and stuff. So yeah, they're, they're really awesome. And, uh, I'm excited to, you know, try to be entertaining to try and help them. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, so like I said, last year we raised over $4,500. Um, I, we do have a very, a very big stretch goal, Jason, that I've taken upon myself to put out there. Yo, you're letting them know right now? I'm telling them right now. So the first year we did this, we uh, gave to Doctors Without Borders for the COVID relief. And we raised, I think, just over $2,500. Yeah. Something like that. And then maybe it was like $2,200. I don't remember. And then last year, like I said, we raised over $4,500, almost double what we raised the previous year. Um, double what we raised last year would be something like 9,000 some dollars, right? Which would be absolutely insane. It would be insane. Yeah. But I'm willing to put, uh, you know, put my, my reputation where my mouth is, so to speak. And if we raise $10,000 or more as a community, I will get a dog street tattoo on my arm. On my on my forearm, on the back of my forearm, a dog street tattoo, baby. I will, I will basically get the design that Pence has with the word dog street with the little dog and the bone on my arm, <laughs> permanently for life. If uh if we raise over ten thousand dollars, do I expect to hit that number? Absolutely not. Uh, I think that would be wild and crazy, and would be one of the most successful things I've ever done in my life. However. If I don't put it out there, it definitely won't happen, right? So. Right, right. I, I, mind you, mm. I, I have no plans to get a dog street tattoo like normally. This is not no, something he was, I want. No, he's not going to do it unless that happens. This is not something I'm like, oh, yeah, kill two birds with one stone, we raise $10,000, and I get my dog street tattoo. Like, I don't no. want a dog street tattoo. But if there was the meaning behind it that we did so such good work for charity as yeah. a community, if that had that meaning beh- behind it, and if that would make you guys laugh and, and want to give. And yes. want to give more to will, able gamers. I will do. I will put a dog street tattoo on my forearm. So <laughs> uh, there's there's some high stakes here, ladies and gentlemen, for this charity. Yes. But anyway, Twitch.tv/superspaghettibros. Thursday, May 12th, starting at noon EST, 12 p.m. EST. We're gonna get started. Every twenty five dollars you Goes donate, throughout the whole weekend. Yeah, the whole weekend until at least Sunday evening, maybe longer. We'll see. Uh, depends on what's going on. Every $25 you donate, you get to spin the wheel, and Jason and I will do something stupid. Yeah. Stupid, fun, crazy, wild. Goofy, even. Goofy. (laughs) And, (laughs) dude, honestly, like, even, like, talking about the previous years, those are some of my favorite streams that we have ever done. It's been a really good time. Even if you uh, don't really watch streams or anything... I think this will be entertaining. I don't want to toot my own horn, but this is going to be freaking entertaining, dude. So come say hi. Be like, yo, first time dropping in. Love the podcast. I already rated it five out of five. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> say hi. <laughs> and yeah, even even just something like that is super freaking cool. yeah all five of those steps (laughs) it's really cool to be to when people come in on our twitch streams and go hi it's me so and so and i i don't listen or i don't normally come to streams but i made a twitch account just to come check you guys out like that shit is so cool (laughs) that's true that's really true. that's that's like one of the happiest moments i get and so if that happens while we're giving money to charity dude yeah well what's funny too is a ton of our regulars were like that you know like people who are like constantly on the on the live stream in the in the chat with us and Yeah and they didn't give a shit about Twitch before and now they they're... yeah they did they didn't care about Twitch at all and now it's like they've met a bunch of other streamers through it and it's been really cool. And some started streaming. Shout out to Corn Yeah shout out to Corn. Please come check us out. If you're on our social medias or our Discord or whatever you will see us talking about it a ton. It's gonna be a great time. Hope to see you all there. So now Jason last week on the podcast we had Sean on. And Sean did Sean did a good job. Yeah. Shout outs to our Star Wars expert, Sean. I was there for the entire episode. Yes, you definitely were. You definitely weren't somewhere that you possibly contracted the COVID-19 virus. Uh, <laughs> you definitely were not. Uh, no. <laughs> and I talked about how today, the next episode, we would dive more into the Famitsu interview. And I got to be honest with you guys with the little previews they did, they kind of covered everything interesting from what I yeah, see. Like we were looking at the previews and then like, okay, well, we'll look into it more. There was not much more. dude. Right. Right. So <laughs> I found, I found an article even more important. Okay, okay. Okay. From our friends, our favorite website, Jason, the gamer. Yo, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on there every day You're as a true there, gamer. As a true gamer. <laughs> And this article is actually over a year old. I don't know. I don't know how we missed it the first time. This is hot off the press. I don't know how we missed it the first time, but I think <laughs> this I think is hot off the press. you know the, you bring the, out the bangers for episode four, God dang yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> you know the 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 virgin the Virgin podcasts they would be they would be talking about the Famitsu interview right now, but the Chad podcasts. They're yeah, talking dude. about the top ten cutest heartless in Kingdom Hearts ranked True. on the gamer.com. So that's what we're talking about right now. This this uh this this article is published by Emily. I'm not gonna dox her, but you'll see the name if you go look at it. Uh and it says, Born from the darkness in people's hearts, heartless are mindless, acting without emotion, and only exist to kill anything in their path. Hell yeah, dude. That's metal as fuck. That's definitely yeah. what they are. Pokemon might have the most well-known monsters and some of the cutest, but Kingdom Hearts players would argue that the Heartless, despite their dark origins, are pretty darn cute, too. Some are menacing, and some are just silly-looking, and some look like they belong in the store's plushies and not anywhere near a Keyblade. Born from the darkness in people's hearts, Heartless are mindless, acting without emotion, and only exist to kill anything in their path. Wait, did they just say that exact line twice? you know how sometimes in an article they like pull a quote and make that be the sub headline. That's what happened here, but it was so close to the beginning that it was like, wait, why'd you do this? Yeah. Wait, what? Which doesn't, doesn't bode well for the rest of this article. I'm about to read you. No, Uh, no. it doesn't. (laughs) That doesn't keep them from looking like they need hugs for life though. Take a look at some of these heartless uwu and see if they can't manage to melt your heart while you battle to the death. I I added the uwu. (laughs) Number 10, tell. number 10, Lance Warrior. <laughs> that is not a cute Heartless. We're at number 10. Bro. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Dude. I got I to gotta read the, the, the description here. I love tugging his Lance, yeah, dude. dude. This Lance wielding Heartless is reminiscent of the original Soldier Heartless and just as cute. The squiggly mouth and spiral eyes on the Lance look like the heartless Druid on himself. No way, and the way the helmet looks like a mouth with the same spiral eyes. So cute to top it off. Literally the orange spiral plum coming off the top of his helmet is just adorable. And his little face with those innocent glowing eyes. The Lance warrior. Isn't just cute, but looks awe inspiring as well. That was number 10, Jason. The Lance one. Oh, my God, bro. Are you ready for number nine? Yeah, dude. Hit me with this bagger. Number nine. Flame core. What? What? It's a ball of fire. Hold on. Hold on. I actually have there, to show those you bastards are the worst. Here, I'm sharing my screen with you right now. So you can see the picture they have of the flame core. Cause the picture they have is actually kind of derpy and cute. Like, look at him. Okay. He's like, duh. Right. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. I was thinking maybe for a split second that I was wrong. I was like, Oh wait, I'm mixing up the flame core and the magma core, bro. I thought maybe it was like the, you know, the little, the little, the little guys mm. that are in like, uh, that are in cage two in uh in 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 Agrabah. i was like okay i could see you know they're small they're therefore equals cute no they mean whatever, the right? kingdom hearts flavor. No, they're course. talking about the fire ones that set themselves on fire and just <laughs> break down the buildings in freaking in olympus bro what All the right. hell here we go now i know what most of you may be asking here how is this guy cute in the least bit well Take the time to look at the flame core. Now that it's not spitting fireballs at you in the heat of battle. Goofy grin? Check. Goofy flame dew? Check. Silly bat thing? wings that are too small for its round cauldron-looking body? Check, check, check. All around this heart lo- heartless looks ridiculous, and that is what makes it cute even though these guys are a little bit more intimidating than the average shadow heartless and yeah, a little menacing when framed by fire, their features are just absurd enough to be a special kind of cuteness. Dude. I swear to God. If number eight is the fucking, is the fucking like car from cage two, dude, I'm going to be pissed off, bro. (laughs) Some of the most annoying heartless possible. Be like, these are so cute. All right. Are you (laughs) ready for number eight? Yeah, dude. Number eight, Winterhorn. You know what one that is? The freaking, the reindeer looking one, The reindeer from Frozen, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's valid, dude. This is the first cute one on the list. Well, it's number eight, you know. Maybe there's only eight cute heartless. Ain't no way, bruh. Some were pretty excited when it was revealed that the frozen world would be joining Kingdom Hearts, and some were rather underwhelmed. The world itself was pretty fun to explore, and the Heartless were no less fun to take on. The Winterhorn stood out as one of the cuter Heartless in this world. It looks like this thing is leaping in the, in the hair, leaping in the hair, they meant hair, Damn. but it says hair, to play with Sora, in the fucking not attack him. <laughs> There may have been some mixed feelings about the Frozen World, but the Winterhorn was a nice addition to the Heartless family. Tell me you ain't got nothing to say about this Heartless without telling me you ain't got nothing to say about this Heartless. That, that description was terrible. True. That description True. was awful. It was like, Frozen <laughs> World? Well, I thought it was fun. Anyway, the Winter Horn was there. Also, by the way, it looks like it's just jumping in the air. Some people have mixed feelings about Frozen, but the Winter Horn. I don't know. I, I feel like that's just... It's not even necessary. you have nothing to say. It's just it's just done badly. You could say like it's like Bambi esque. I'm saying? What I mean? They like, couldn't you think could of anything say to say because yeah, they, you could yeah. you could say more. Like they should have said more. <laughs> All right, number seven. You ready for this one? The original Soldier Heartless. Okay, I kind of okay. That's fine, I guess. The original Heartless to sport the spiraled eyed mouthface helmet. The soldier heartless is cute for his look as well as the way he runs around the battlefield. Ooh woo. All the Heartless move <laughs> in unnatural ways, flopping their bodies around to get sore in the gang, but the soldier heartless probably has the most memorable motion of attack. It almost looks like they're being puppeteered, and that's kind of scary to think about. Anyone who has played the first Kingdom Hearts will fondly remember the soldier as one of the first sword encountered. Getting slapped around by these oddly proportioned hands and claws is never fun, but the soldier is cute nonetheless. <laughs> that one was weird because it was like, hey, let me tell you why they're cute. It became menacing. Let me tell you why they're cute. Next paragraph? Yeah, these are kind of scary. <laughs> okay, like cage one soldiers cute cage two soldiers not cute about oh my god it almost looks like they're being puppeteered and that's kind of scary to think about thousand <laughs> yard stare <laughs> like nothing <laughs> else to add to that just want to talk about that that's a little scary all right number six jason can we actually get a cute one dude like these have been kind of mid the fruit flans from Cage 3 Okay. Okay. The Flontastic 7, if you will. The ones Mike wanted to buy. Dude. Hey. That's a different video. The, All one, right. the ones he said Smash on, yeah. That's a different video. The Fruit Flan minigames might have been fun to some and annoying to others, but come on. These guys are pretty cute. Each Flan presented <laughs> Sora and the player with a different little games. Nice. Upon achieving the highest score in all mini games, the much desired auriculum plus a necessary item for building the ultimate weapon was rewarded to the player. That definitely has something to do with their cuteness. Each flan is crowned with. Also, different it's just like a, such a weird way to say it. Yeah. dude. Like it sounds so robotic. What the hell? Each flan <laughs> is crowned with a different fruit. And for some reason, some people find certain representations of food. Cute. The fruit flans can't be passed up though. They are. I thought you were. (laughs) I thought how you were laughing. I thought you were going to be like, some people find some of the versions to be sexually hot. I mean, that's. (laughs) that's, I don't know what they're trying to get at here. They are cute. And when Sora is able to get that high score, he worked so hard to get the flans do a little dance. Not that menacing compared to other Heartless. I like how this is like the 10 cutest Heartless, but also how menacing are they? Yeah. It is not. (laughs) It's not just that. It's just like, oh it by the way it almost makes you forget. It almost makes you forget. One of these killed Travis in Travistown. <laughs> no, Travis. I'll never forget you. Number five. Popcats. Do you know what popcats are? Because is, is that the is is that the, the the dream eater or like the, the nightmare or whatever. I'm looking at this heartless. I have no idea where I've seen it before here. I shared my screen with you again. Oh yeah. Those are the, those are in uh, the, the, the Coliseum as well. It just, you never can really see that they have the little, like, you know, like up on the ledge, like,
1: uh, Oh yeah, have, yeah, 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 like, yeah.
0: I know what you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look at those ears. Look at that tuft of fur sticking out at the top. Look at those cute little feet and curly tail. If you're a cat enthusiast, then you're in luck. Introducing the Popcats, new Heartless featured in Kingdom Hearts 3. They were a little hard to see properly in the game because one, they were pretty small, and two, they were easy to defeat. Players didn't know what cute creatures they were swinging their Keyblade at, and if they had, they might have hesitated. There's a whole squad of these Pop Heartless Popcat Heartless usually found hiding in their colorful pots in small groups around buildings. They may be a surprise to chance upon, but not all that dangerous in the end. Yeah, to be honest, they're kind of just like shitters. <laughs> they're not they, all c- that dangerous. They kind of just, just die in one hit. They, yeah. yeah, they're they kind of cute. They're kind of yeah. cute. Number four, Chief Puffs. What the hell is a Chief Puff? You know the, the is that, like, tangled Chief one? Chief Keef? It's like chief, yeah. It's like chief, chief. the tangled one that you have to use like uh, arrow on to break their armor. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Those those do be cute. This heartless looks like an allergy attack waiting to happen. But for the <laughs> love of light and darkness, it's just so cute. I'm gonna start <laughs> for saying the that. love of light and darkness. <laughs> I'm gonna start saying that one of the top five cutest heartless here. <laughs> the that, actually on our sitcom. Actually, one of the top four cutest heartless. I don't know why they said one of the top five. Uh, One of the top five cutest heartless here. The Chief Puff looks like it could be heartless to befriend, but don't let that fool you. The Chief Puff is hard-hitting and not as easy to take down as the Popcats. Get fucked, Popcats. Damn. They also like to stack on top of their smaller counterparts Puffballs to make themselves that much more difficult to defeat. Regardless of their battle tactics, these guys just couldn't be cut from the cute list. They weren't even close to being cut. They were number four. (laughs) What? dude i feel like i feel like that's in a uh, the super spaghetti Bros sitcom though oh for the love of light and darkness Two and laugh track. yeah exactly <laughs> number three elementals elementals wizards is what it says so they're talking like the blue rap city and all that okay yeah those do be cute Another original and those that can be found in just about every Kingdom Hearts title, the Elemental Heartless are by far one of the cutest. They come in all different types of sizes and colors with different elemental, elemental attacks. Kingdom Hearts 1 introduced players to the Red Nocturne, Blue Rhapsody, Yellow Opera, and the Green Requiem. Flying always just out of Sora's reach until they dived down for some reason. They are mages after all. These cute little wizards were definitely what? one of the cutest heartless in the first game what? and ongoing throughout the series. why are we analyzing that dude where is, <laughs> this is this is like which heartless are cuter bro What the what? <laughs> Well but yeah, their battle tactics suck like what the <laughs> <laughs> Come fun bro this is why we love the gamer, Jason that's why we love the gamer. True. Number Always 2 thinking about it from a gamer perspective. Exactly, exactly. Number two, Shadows. Shadow Heartless could easily have been number one if not for another, <laughs> just barely cuter Heartless that also appear in the first game. Yeah, that's how lists work. Shadows are the most basic, <laughs> least <laughs> difficult Heartless Sora takes on, despite the epic picture above, which is, why did they vo- reference that? What? Hold on. Here, now you can see the dope picture, Jason. Yo. Awesome, right? Anyway. They took that themselves? Yeah. Being the very first heartless Sora encounters in his dream and died to the heart, these guys have been a staple in the Kingdom Hearts franchise and are most definitely on of the cutest. Fans can't go to a <laughs> convention and not find these plushies around booths. They are so popular, they basically define the franchise. Obviously, super cute. What is the, I'm trying to think, what would be the number one cutest one, dude? And also, how how are the Power Wilds not on this list, but the Lance Boy is? Yeah, dude. In the Fire Bomb. Yeah, dude. I don't know. You might need to write Emily a letter. Dude, Emily, I'm shaking. What if Emily listens to the podcast and I feel bad we're dunking on her? Emily. <laughs> Emily, <laughs> Emily, if you listen to the podcast, we love you. Keep doing you. Uh, number one, all truffle heartless. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Cuter than the shadow. I don't know, dude. Topping everything off is the cutest heartless of the bunches, the truffle heartless. These guys like to dance, fight, and basically show Sora how defenseless he is against their might. They come in different colors and have different abilities and purposes, but all are cute. The pink agrarcius was especially interesting truffle that came out in the American release of Kingdom Hearts 1.5 remix. Acting like the fruit wands of Kingdom Hearts 3. They really flexing their knowledge right now, bro. These truffles would present Sora with a little mini game, and rewards were sure to follow. And that is it. As fast Dude, the, as the article was in our lives, it is now gone from it. I like when the I like when the the white truffle wants you to cast Blizzard on him, bro. He like, <sighs> yeah, that's true. <sighs> that's true. It's like I'm so hot. <laughs> I also want to point out that if you go to thegamer.com right now, you know the website has a bunch of different things at top, like uh, news, guides, reviews, release dates, lists, right? But yeah. at the beginning is just Elden Ring. It just says Elden Ring. Elden Ring. And you click it, and it just takes you to everything about Elden Ring. That's... <laughs> the Gamer. The Gamer. Anyway, thank Before you to... that, the... it was Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> thank you to The Gamer and Emily for writing that article. We love we love The Gamer here at the Answer Report Podcast. All right, everybody, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we are going to do the question of the week. Which is uh, a what if kind of scenario. We'll be right back. This is Richard Epcar. Welcome to the Ansem Report podcast. Come to the darkness. Welcome back to the Ansem Report podcast. It's time for the question of the week. Oh yeah! Thank you to Afro-Roxus for that singer. I gotta say, before we move on though, Jason, a lot of people were asking. If Sean, if Sean could really hear it or not, (laughs) or if we were bullying Sean, none of us can hear it. I add it in post. (laughs) So we weren't just, we weren't trolling Sean. Sean was trolling himself. I just want to say dude everyone's immersion was just broken dude yeah well sean tried to break it first and then now i had to because of him wow dude um sean ruined this shit come on dude this week's question (laughs) of the week is from our boy alks hashtag i stand with jay kona and alks says you all know what if right the dog shit i mean interesting marvel show take that but make it about kingdom hearts what weird scenarios would you like to see if it happened like what if riku kept the keyblade or what if Ventus wasn't asleep for 390 years? Or what if DDD never existed so those fucking copium-induced Tui fans never fucking argued about a returning in cage <laughs> 4 because of Quadratum looking like Shibuya? Go True. fucking wild. Anyway, so I expected you guys... This is, okay, uh, maybe I didn't set expectations. Maybe, this, maybe, is, we ma- it maybe weird. this is my fault. Maybe this is on maybe me. Maybe we set it wrong. I expected you guys... To, like, tell me what would happen if the what-if thing happened. Like, even, like, a sentence. Like, just even, like... like wow, that would yo, be interesting. Yo, if we the Keyblade, it would be cool, because then he would have all these interactions with these people. Like, like it would like, there'd be, like, some type of... Even one sentence. And some <laughs> of you guys did that, but most of you did not. So, what we're going to do is Jason and I are going to try and come up with at least one thing that would happen okay if that what if scenario we, we, we go back and forth <laughs> yeah sure we can do it that way first answers from jip 214 who memes us at first and says what if sora got eaten by the crocodile neverland which is a regular pat video you guys should go watch <laughs> his first real answer is what would happen if roxas didn't merge with sora you want to take that one jay so if roxas didn't one merge sentence with we're sora. doing one sentence well then Sora, Sora, like if he refused to then sora would never wake up So then Roxas would just become the main protag. What if Riku lost his heart and created a heartless nobody? Um, Wouldn't it just be Ansem? I mean, isn't that originally what that was and then they retconned it? Uh... Because, like, Ansem's a heartless, right? But Ansem is Xemnas's heartless. Paranormal. No, no, no. That's not what it was originally. Okay. Because he Ansem's like his own character, and yeah. then like Ansem would like possess him, so it wasn't like a heartless situation. Okay. I thought maybe in Cage One that's what they did, and then they they. I don't. I don't think so. No, I think it was just like a, like a possession thing. All right, this next one yours. What if Zemnis was successful in creating his Kingdom Hearts and gave the organization members their hearts? They'd honestly probably become good guys. <laughs> like, uh, it's it's always so fucked up to think like, yo, okay, like we we're not letting them have their emotions. This is kind of messed up, dude. But yeah, they probably all become good guys, except for maybe like Zemnis and like Zigbar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but like Zigbar's supposed to be a good guy. Uh, who knows, dude? Jip's final one. What if the council just gave Anakin the rank of master? Not really a Kingdom Hearts "what if." It'd have been the good ending, dude. Yeah, I think I think um, it would have just been good ending. It just just would have been fine. (laughs) Like I don't I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like the whole point of those prequels is that good people did stupid shit. Yeah. Uh, Emma Luna says, "What if KH had well-written female characters?" Their name would be Aqua. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Zombie. Zombie says, what if Kingdom Hearts had canon mommy. romances? Sorry. Had to throw that in. Yeah, you can't say Aqua without saying me. What if <laughs> what if Kingdom Hearts had canon romances? says Zombie. I mean, don't don't they? I mean if Mickey and Minnie. Daisy and Donald. You're right. Goofy in his hand. Yeah. Kairi and Sora? Uh, Some people are triggered and some people are like, yes! Nominee and Riku? (laughs) Like, don't they already have this? Vince and Olette? Okay, that one's not canon. (laughs) Don't tell Haner. Sorry, dude. I got COVID, dude. I I have a little COVID brain, dude. Don't tell Haner. Beast and Bell. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Actually, you know, Zombie, you're just describing the w- real world, my man. Uh, <laughs> his mom says, "What if instead of Ventus and possibly Vanitas sleeping in Sora's heart after BBS, they instead remerged, but without the memories of the time they were separated?" Mm, that one's interesting. Wait, wait, well, say so it if, again. What if instead of Ventus and possibly Vanitas sleeping in Sora's heart after BBS, they instead remerged, but without the memories of the time they were separated? So, mm, so like it just like, just like wiped Ventus's memory. Yeah, and they were like still a person. They and they mm. they ha- would they have the Kai Blade. I feel like yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that would make the 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 key blade and then like. Then hmm. Then what would they do with well, it? Well, then that. I don't know, dude. You might be OP. I don't know. You, we <laughs> might be fighting Ventus Venetus right now as the bad guy true uh Yonsong says what if we kissed riding the stars on the gummy ship bathed in the warm glow of kingdom Hell, what if what if oh, yeah what if mm, I'm, put- <laughs> I'm putting my fingers the tips of my fingers together you know yep like, yep, yep me too me what too A-yo? actually i'm gonna add that reaction to it in the discord pensive? right now yeah pensive <laughs> um, let me get down to the actual here. <laughs> I'm doing this in real time. This is a great podcast. He is. i just seen it pop up. This is great podcasting. All right. Uh, Panda Love says, What if Sora and Riku stayed in the Realm of Darkness after KH2? They would become the Darkness. I mean, yeah, they would probably just turn into to Darklings. What if right? we were the dark? I think they'd be, like, the protectors of the Dark Realm. Mm, you like, I think they'd keep each other in check? Like... what I'm thinking of and this is like really like off topic and and, and just a tangent but like in the original Mortal Kombat storyline Scorpion was like a bad guy because like his family got murdered and then he got murdered but in like the Mm. thing where they did the timeline he was more just like a protect a dark protector kind of guy and I think that'd be cool Hmm. Sora and Riku. Okay. Dark protector. Okay. 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 Uh, Zethus says, what if Sora got Norded at the end of DDD like everyone wanted? Wait, wait. Say that again. What I, if I, Sora I, got Norded? I, I lost where we were. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I see. At I see. The okay, end okay. Okay. Of DDD okay. DDD, Like everyone wanted. Then I, I, think I think we would have played Kingdom Hearts 3. I think we would have played Kingdom March 3 as Riku. Yeah. Right? Or Aqua. Well, Aqua would be in the Dark Realm. Oh yeah, true. Actually, never mind. Never so mind. It'd be I was just thinking that because of zero point two. Yeah, it'd be Riku. Uh, bonus. What if Brain just switched the N to a G, and he was Break? I think that's what. I think that's what happened. Yeah, I think he, <laughs> that might be. it's exactly what happened. That, that might be what happened. Actually, we'll we'll see. Uh, uh, oh, as man. no mirror would say, all your questions will be answered in Missing Link. <laughs> and then bonus bonus what if dog street wasn't explained impossible Zethus. no one will ever be able to explain no one knows what is is. dog street and uh, dude I can't wait someone's gonna be like Mike did you but it is explained because it's it's the street where the bar's on in the game the bouncer it's like I know I know I know we're not the longest running Kingdom Hearts podcast I know (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, no. It's a bit. Anyway, no one will ever know. Yeah, no one will know. Uh OJ says, what if Kingdom Hearts never existed? Like, does he mean the game or the moon? That's inconclusive, dude. Skip this one. Yeah, I don't know what OJ meant. <laughs> hmm. Skip OJ's, dude. If Kingdom Hearts never existed, OJ, ye's would be relevant. There we go. Egg! <laughs> Egg dude, you just says, made it way too happy. What if Pete was a werewolf, like in Sonic Unleashed? He'd <laughs> be too strong, dude. Yeah, dude. He wouldn't be so goofy. Um, <laughs> I'm just very confused with the next couple. Of I don't, Yeah, I know. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know, dude. Ed goes on some rant about Rivendell or whatever. <laughs> what where do you see oh, Rivendell uh, no that's not the name of the show what's the name of River rivers, oh, Riverwood River- Riverdale, that's Riverdale. It. <laughs> <Rivendell>. <laughs> see he thinks that I'm saying it wrong as a joke I really don't know the name of the show Rivendell <laughs> and then sick puppy Seth adds to this nonsense and says what if Captain Dark was a werewolf and could transform between his superhero form and his werewolf form. Kinda like Sonic the Hedgehog in the game Sonic Unleashed. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> what, what if there wasn't something wrong with you people? <laughs> oh. My face hurts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I I don't know how to answer that's, either of you. My sinuses are already swollen from COVID. Yeah. Come on. I uh, don't know, dude. Corn says. It'll be answered in Missing Link. Yeah, yeah. Stay tuned to Missing Link. Stay tuned to season six of the Answer Report podcast. We'll answer it then. <laughs> uh, that's phase two. Yeah. Corn says, what if Roxas became the main character? Copium. Dude, I, th- I think that's like the same thing. It's like he doesn't merge with Sora. He becomes the main character. But well, here's the thing, though. Would it be and like... And Jesse McCartney just kills it in the booth. Would it be like when he's the main character in Cage 2 and so you're just, like, walking around town not doing anything? <laughs> you're just hanging out with haters and all that. And you, like, have to go back to school and... Man. Maybe. Jerry uh, Theoden says, What if Nomura actually planned out the next 20 years of story when Cage 2 was being made? Like, what plot tone, or detail changes happen as a result of Nomura already having the entire Dark Seeker saga and Union Cross planned out. First thoughts being how much more weird slash weird lore slash foreshadowing could have been done in the lifeboat room at the end of KH1, as well as how they would have played the Sororiku who really owns the Keyblade arc, knowing that Terra is an already developed character in Nomura's mind. To be clear, I would still want the story to play out the same as far as the major story beats, and even keep the release order the same. But I'd just love to see a reversion of the Dark Seeker saga that takes the entirety of the now established lore of the series into account from the very start. Interesting. Cherry Theoden, the first person to answer the question yeah. of the week. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Dude, you actually did it. I'm like Shia LaBeouf clapping cool. right now. In my that would be cool. He- that in would my actually head. be cool. I mean, I think the main thing that would change is that. Uh, Union Cross, would it be a mobile game? <laughs> I don't know. it be know. a full-fledged game? It might be a mobile game still. Because it has so much lore. It it might be a mobile game still. Mm. Anyway, Billy the Kid Lawrence says, What if was actually a lot of fun? Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is God tier, though. Wink. Um, <laughs> Billy. <laughs> Billy. What if had like two good episodes and Agents of Shield is dog shit? I will not repeat myself. As per the question, what if Sora's mommy actually checked on her son and convinced him to come down True. for dinner? What if, as it turned, what if it turned out she was Aqua? What if Aqua was truly a mommy? dude holy shit what 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 if he didn't go to the yeah it's essentially like what if he just decided to not go to the island to save the raft when they already had boats (laughs) he'd just be like he'd just be like in high school and he'd be like man I wonder whatever happened to that Riku guy He'd just be listening to Sunflower and be like. Like, he wouldn't know the lyrics either. Yeah, no one does. <laughs> the, the people that sing that song don't know the lyrics. Uh, SP Cat says What if Sora was Yozora's brother out of wedlock? What if Sora never knew this information, but Yozora did and wanted to erase Sora from the timeline to ensure he gets the inheritance, which he believes is rightfully his? When oh he God. says, I will save you, he means I will save you from the crippling burden that comes with financial freedom. The 104 <laughs> building is representative of how much the inheritance is worth, 104, 104 million money, and Yozora doesn't oh want to split it. He chases Sora through space and time, through darkness and light, to ensure he can buy a custom Lamborghini. His chase never ends until he meets younger Xehanort, another young Xehanort, or younger Xehanort, Another young Xehanort copy (laughs) from a third timeline who is actually Ozora's twin separated at birth. Sora's main goal is to get rich and set the timeline right and the power of the Keyblade can fix everything. But Xehanort, bald mode, got to it first. What if? (laughs) This is the most cursed answer of the question of the week of all time. Congratulations, Espy Cat. You won. Young, younger. Than <laughs> you won. <laughs> what was the thing it said in the article? The uh, By the power of light and darkness. <laughs> May light and darkness help us all after that answer. Oh, my God. DP Grant says, What if Kingdom Hearts had a Sims-like component in which you need to keep track of Sora, Donald, Goofy's sleep, hunger, and relational needs? Like, maybe there could have been a yellow piss meter near the health and magic bars. I would have loved to seen Sora or Roxas, or especially what? Aqua, tightly twisting and turning, trying to hold it in. <laughs> oh no. D.P. what is wrong with you? What if D B Grip's on a therapist, bro? What the heck? <laughs> uh, okay. Mmm. This is this mm. is oof. Alex, what have you done? Uh Pokemon <laughs> says, what if Mickey wore a shirt in cage one This was his first war crime and the tyrant rat hasn't stopped since. <laughs> True. True. That's actually the if Anakin got the rank of master. True. Uh this next this next answer is from our boy Gav, and I actually want a real quick um shout out. Gav's uh new new not season, new uh, it's it's the overlevel podcast still, but he's doing new a special, training arc, a new training <laughs> arc, where basically he's having his friend Dash play through Kingdom Hearts for the first time, and he knows nothing about Kingdom Hearts, and it's a very interesting discussion, the first two episodes in, I, I suggest you guys, I know you all love Kingdom Hearts, go listen to and it, you guys just need more and more, and you're just the, scratching your neck for more, the link will be in the description, it's very good, and I know how much Kingdom Hearts fans, love seeing someone enjoy Kingdom Hearts, for the first time, and so this is like True. a really big breakdown of it, so shout out to Gavin, uh, but his answer is: since the Tipton Hotel will be a world in Cage Four, what if when Sora <laughs> arrives there, he takes the form of Cage One Sora? Then Zack, Cody, and Sora can explore the hotel's little kids and have a legendary fight with Norded Mister Mosby. <laughs> that meme still pops up all the time. Yeah, it's a go-to. And he has, it's like, a, it's a <laughs> Mosby meme. has like 15 health bars for some <laughs> yeah. reason. The box has returned welcome back to the box box says what if roxas won in his fight with sora in kh2 and took over the series as the real one would roxas body snatch sora from within would everyone suddenly forget who sora was kind of like what was happening in com with Kyrie being replaced in people's memories with nominate the final clash in the series would be 13 Norted guys and one roxed hero or something like that Oh, people, shit. I, I'm surprised how many people have answered something similar to this where Roxas is the main character. Yeah. It's very interesting. Everyone wants, everyone wants Roxas to be the main character, dude. Yeah. I don't blame them. Roxas is cool. Yeah, they either want Roxas or a, a P-Bar. <laughs> Piss or, meter. or Werewolf Pete. Yeah, Don't forget Werewolf Pete. That's another one. Yeah. <laughs> It's like red pill or blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> Roxas main there's, character. There's two types of people Werewolf in this world. <laughs> <laughs> um Alex says, what if Riku actually kept the Keyblade after falling to darkness? Both Sora and Kairi would have fallen to the, to the realm of darkness, so that would probably mean Riku's quest is to get them out. Obviously, his usual antics with Maleficent are still a thing, except she uses his desire to get into the Realm of Darkness as a way to manipulate him so she can summon more powerful Heartless. But that doesn't work because Ansem said, No, fuck you, I want to do it. Come, Guardian! And now Riku has to prevent Ansem from taking over his body so he doesn't use the Keyblade to open the big door. But wait a fucking second! Mickey Mouse shows up for his three-second cameo to impale Ansem with Kingdom King D, which stands for Dick in this timeline. So now Riku has to open up the big door to find Sword Kairi, and they're not there. Damn. Oh. Another cool scenario would be, what if it actually was Sans in the KH4 trailer? (laughs) Hey, you don't know that's not true, all right? You don't know. It hasn't been confirmed, It hasn't been confirmed that it's Hades. It could be Sans. Sans Undertale. (laughs) Uh... (laughs) The Mop Thirteen says, first question of the week. Welcome. Thank you for answering. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm sorry this was your yeah, first week answer. Sorry that you had to do a piss meter. Uh, <laughs> what? What if Goofy had actually died in KH2? Donald would try using Zeta Flare and would also die. Mickey would go on a blood hunt, killing anyone in a black hood. He would kill Zemnis oh and the rest of the original organization with a little help from Sora, who also wants revenge. Then when Ansem Riku shows up, he would kill him as well." Sora oh would god. then go insane. He would kill Mickey and all his family and take his rightful place on Mickey's throne. Oh my god! Kyrie would see Sora's destruction and hate him forever. When Master Xehanort arrives to see everyone dead, he goes after the new Princesses of Heart. With everyone Sora loves either being dead or having abandoned him, he doesn't have the power of friendship to stop him, and Master Xehanort succeeds in his plans. Oh my wow. god! That's like that's like some real ass anime shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Like if this, if Kingdom Hearts <laughs> was like this real ass anime somehow <laughs> that's what would happen yeah if it, if it was like some like attack on titan type shit where it's just like everyone just dies yeah. <laughs> everyone just dies or becomes depressed broom Dox says what if sora had actually managed to kill axel during their final fight in comp wouldn't he just be recompleted sooner yeah, really. the The only thing that would change is that like Axel wouldn't have like saved Kyrie. Yeah. But like, he also kidnapped Kyrie in the first place. That's true. But wouldn't he? Does Does he? kid... Or no? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess nothing would have changed. Yeah. <laughs> really. Well, like Kyrie uh, wouldn't have gotten the for... Keyblade because she wouldn't have been there. Right.
1: She, well, would, she, would she would still be Destiny on Island. Destiny Island. Yeah, she would just yeah. be chilling
0: with Selfie. That's true. Selfie would be like, Remember those boys? What were their Again, names? Not, nothing would have really changed. Yeah. <laughs> Axel's inconsequential. <laughs> uh, the, uh, next one for Boondocks. What if the darkness killed Lorium instead of Streletzia? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, Sora opens the door to his new apartment, and there's fucking Marluxia standing there. Yo. In his designer yeah, clothes. I, I think that I think that would be cool. Like to, to think about like instead like it's like uh like uh and Streletia trying to get back Lorium. Right. Or like the main villain of Chain of Memories is Streletia or whatever her nobody name is. Right. And she's like, Balls. <laughs> <laughs> In her boss fight as hard as balls. And, we, and we'd be like, what is Sterlitzia whispering in the Sora's ear? <laughs> uh, and then finally, Burndock says, what if every time Sora summoned the Keyblade, it was accompanied by that obnoxious moan soundbite, and Sora said, oh yeah, exactly like Jason in the Question of the Weeks. Wait, what moan soundbite? Uh, I don't know if he's talking about like the, like the, like, TikTok moan soundbite that is, like, memed all the time. I don't know. That might be, because I, I that would make sense that I wasn't familiar with it, because I'm a boomer and I don't go on TikTok. <laughs> but then it was, oh, yeah. Like you say in the <laughs> stinger. Yeah, I don't have an answer for that one. ducks just stumped me. Uh, Panda Boy says, <clears throat> he has one, Panda Boy has one for each game. Mm. So here we go. KH1. What if Sora's mom is actually the master of masters saying Sora's, Sora dinner's ready. Come on down, Sora. Dude, then Sora, dude, just go to dinner, dude. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? She's the mom, get it? (laughs) Just Uh, just go eat. What if Naminé didn't forget to rewrite Deep Jungle back into Sora's memories? Would we return to see Tarzan again? Is that like the canon answer for that? like they're never going to say it right yeah but is that you think in Nomura's head he's like yeah that that's why Deep Jungle is not there not because of the rights but because Nominee forgot to write it in there and that's why in cage 3 he wrote the line of Donald saying like now Heartless are in trees or whatever But they, they can were, climb walls right they were <laughs> power wilds and they clearly did that in KH1 I think that's real that's 5-head, dude. I think that's real. Cage 2 What if Sora and Riku stayed in the realm of darkness longer than they thought? Would they acquire the ability to harness and control dark power? Well, I mean, Riku ka- already does. Yeah. But Sora He's doesn't. He's his dark, dark fraga. Well, Sora kind of does. Like when he goes into, like, anti-form. That's true. And I don't know if that's canon that's or That's true. Rage form rage yeah maybe I don't know, like anti form it's like not sure but rage form is definitely using like dark magic and you think it's canon I think so I think it is too hopefully we learn more about that in cage 4 that's really interesting to me I know it's just supposed to be a gameplay mechanic but hopefully they like explain it in some way that'd be cool cage bbs what if aqua actually took the time to give zach a chance and went on one date with him I would assume zach would go all out would that really delay yeah, Aqua from finding her friends? Yeah, it would. Yeah, it would. Yeah, dude. And He would have he swept her off her feet. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Aqua might get stabbed in the back with a giant fucking katana, so she probably <laughs> made the right move there. We all know what happens to women that date Zack, all right? Yeah, that's true, dude. We all know. Not his fault. That's true. Kind of is, kinda but kind of not. KH three five eight over two. What if Roxas did not lose to Riku? Would he be able to dismantle Organization thirteen all by himself? I always pictured mm. that Roxas wasn't trying to take down the organization. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but he wasn't trying to take down the organization. He was just trying to get away. That, that's kind of always the vibe. I mean, like when you when you're when you're playing Cage two, that's definitely the vibe. When you play three five eight, like it kind of seems like he's more like pissed off about like the fact that they were just using him and Xion, right right. Well and I that get- like yeah that's the main thing and then the fact that he has to like kill Shion and stuff but it's like obviously he doesn't like remember and shit right. but like he's still pissed like he has that emotion still um because he I, actually has a heart i like the picture that Roxas has found some place to live kind of like uh thanos did after he snapped just <laughs> living off the land he's just a farmer yeah li- living in a shack he has his key blades hung up on a scarecrow you know <laughs> Watching the sunset on a on a grateful he universe. His, he has the Keyblades and the and the Org cloak yeah. on. The, yeah. <laughs> on the Speaking of that, crow. hold on a second. Why the fuck does he have a scarecrow? Do they have crows on that planet? They must. Scarecrows are like a very like Earth thing, right? I mean. Mike what the fuck do you mean there, there's only life on earth right that's what I'm saying where did they get the idea for first anyway cage uh, coded slash recoded what if this game did not happen uh what game what what game panda as far as I'm concerned it didn't happen <laughs> Uh, Kh3dd. I literally can't think of a single thing that would have changed. Yeah, nothing. Nothing would have changed. Uh, we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have no more bugs. True, actually, that's. And bad we ending. wouldn't have. It's Riku. They put bugs in him. Yeah. Um, 3D. What if the characters from The World Ends with You got sent back to their world after what happened in Traverse Town? Would we eventually see them in future games? No. No. <laughs> we wouldn't. Perhaps. They will parts 4? They will not be in future games. Dude. No himself said it. I need everyone to understand this. Sora didn't actually talk to neck like they they're all dead. All of them are dead. In Joshua took like fragments of them and brought them to a dream world that doesn't exist. And that's why they can exist there, kind of. Like they're not actually even existing. He didn't actually meet Neku. None of that actually happened. We're not yelling at you, Panda. By the way, we're not yelling at Panda. We're just saying. I'm yelling at (laughs) zero point two. What if Mickey did not leave? You will not see Neku again. What if Mickey did not leave Aqua down in the realm of darkness, rat bastard? Would this make things so much easier for Sora and Cage three? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know because you, you kind of resolve it and like. I don't know if it makes like things gameplay easier. Gameplay wise, but... you kind of just fight. You just do one fight. Gameplay wise, it would be kind of cool to have see what like. It would make it easier for Riku and, and Mickey because they're the ones really looking for for the longest. Yeah, I wonder what their what their. Sora just TP's there, bro. Like, <laughs> he just honestly, teleports there. I don't think much he typed would change. In slash TP. I don't think much would change, and here's why. I think what would happen is Mickey, and Riku and Aqua would spend the game looking for Ventus or like trying to wake Ventus up. Yeah. And then we would just go do it at the same time that we did before. Yeah. Cuz she she would probably be, you could you could easily have right that she's doing something else during all of this. Right. Right. She would, shoot would, she would have to like age like 10 years though. Yeah, that wouldn't be good for her. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be good. No, so it's not good for the piss meter. Uh, three. What if Master Yen Sid came down with a ball of fire like in the game, but he summons his old Keyblade? Would he be a backup to the Guardians of Light? Yo, I yeah, I, actually, I didn't he like throw cast away his Keyblade. Didn't he say that? I don't know, dude. Yen, Yen Sid's so full of shit, dude. I don't even think he ever had a Keyblade, dude. I cast He's away full of shit. My uh, he, okay. he he. he uh, summon a keyblade right now or you're not a former keyblade master, dude. No true, balls. True. No balls. I'm calling it. Cheese and Quackers says, what if Goofy wasn't juiced? Dude, oh my God, dude. Like, he's the brains and the brawn. Yeah, like, we'd get nowhere know, without dude. Goofy. Who would explain what's happening in the cutscenes to the viewer? True. I'd be lost. Yeah. Ian McCurtis says, what if Jiminy Cricket was the size of Sora and wielded the Keyblade with a tiny Sora documenting the adventure? Ian McCurtis, I'm sorry, you're fucking banned, dude. (laughs) What the fuck is this? (laughs) This is the worst answer of all time. (laughs) Fuck Jiminy Cricket. I'm going to add a reaction to it that's appropriate. All right, finally, we have Pokemon Trainer Jay, who set up a series like... Marvel's What If. So, he has six different episodes here. Episode 1. What if Sora gave into the darkness on Destiny Islands, Riku running around as the main hero with Kairi's heart in him? Episode 2. Okay. What if Terra became a Keyblade Master? Imagine Aqua becomes Zaynort's vessel in this instead. Episode Yo. 3. What if Kyrie was the true Keyblade Master? Episode 4. What if Mickey was the new Sorcerer Supreme crossed out Yen Sid? Episode 5. Okay. What if the Lost Masters were present during Sora's first journey? And Episode 6, Finale, What If? I can't tell if any of this is real or not. Fight scenes against Dark Sora, Aquanort, with Riku and Kairi as Keyblade Masters, helped out by Mickey and Sid and some of the Foretellers. Big explosions at the end. Sora wakes up in Quadratum and says his Kingdom Hearts one line. So that's actually... Yo. Pokemon Trainer J did a really good job of encapsulating what the show What If is. <laughs> like, this is exactly what they would do. And it's exactly yeah. what they did with what Marvel What If? that that's really funny pokemon trainer j nice work uh jason what's your answer to this question of the week nah dude mine is what if what if everyone in here had some counseling dude this is ridiculous dude oh my god what if what if this is ridiculous dude <laughs> what is wrong with you people <laughs> I mean only a couple of them were weird, right? No, dude. No, dude. Okay. This this is like y'all misbehaved while the substitute teacher was here, dude, and I'm just I'm just sitting on my desk as the teacher, dude, and I'm just head down, shaking my head. I'm gripping I'm gripping the 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 desk. I'm shaking my head. I pick up like a note they left to me, but I don't show everybody. It's just, the note is there, <laughs> like y'all done misbehaved while the substitute teacher was out, dude. While, you, while they were there, this is ridiculous, dude. What is wrong with you people? All right, uh, my, my answer is, um, what if, what if Master Xehanort had hair? What- dude, honestly, I saw, I saw that. Uh, that art piece that like right got, he was looking kind of fly was he? he was actually looking yeah, yeah he was actually looking pretty fly looking pretty dude fly. He was actually looking pretty fly and we're gonna find out why he lost his hair in missing link slash dark road <laughs> so you know yeah, I, then i can really formulate my what if uh, from that do you think he like full-on like vegetas like do you think that's what happens like he becomes a good guy no, like he Vegeta's like his hairline goes like oh. Vegeta. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were implying that the sole reason he became a bad guy is because of his male pattern baldness. And you know what? I relate. I relate. This is my this is my origin story. My evil origin story is me losing my Damn. hair. Damn. It's actually one of the incentives at uh at the charity stream is I'll shave my head. So yeah. get ready for an evil villain. Uh, what what do you think the next week's question of the week should be, Jason? Dude, I actually have a good one. All right, let me have and it. Y'all can't piss meter this shit, dude. I don't know, man. I think I think you're drawing too much attention to the piss meter, okay. and now the piss meter is going to be a thing. Also, dude, no, the thing that's so fucked up about the piss meter one is the them having to hold it in like, uh, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> dude this is like some four shit where they're like I'm so full like what the fuck is (laughs) wrong with you (laughs) anyway next week's question of the week in the KH4 trailer it's obviously the command board it's in Japanese translated we know it's the it's the basic attack magic items but the fourth one has been translated to build. What do you guys either want that to be, or what do you think it actually is going to be? You could say either or or both. I think it's dope to speculate as to what it is. So that's the I'm next question right of now, the week. So I don't forget. What it. is wrong with you guys? What do you, <laughs> what do you think the build Bonus command question. in cage? <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's Ansem Report podcast, episode number four of season two. Jason, thank you for joining me. I'll never be the same. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, <laughs> next week is going to be the charity live stream. So, like I said, dude, yes. several people are typing. You have made everybody angry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> several people are typing that's kind of menacing it is charity stream come check us out we will be doing episode five of season two live as long as we hit the uh incentive which we, we definitely will uh wow zombie roasting you already dude <laughs> zombie said i think the build command will literally mean what it says it means you're going to build something yeah <laughs> <laughs> Me. you fucking idiot jason <laughs> learn to read oh. all right well anyway what uh what is wrong with me <laughs> we'll see you guys next week for the charity stream please come join and hang out with us it's gonna be a blast yes and then uh don't miss out episode six will be normal the week after that so thank you guys so much uh jason hit him with it may your heart be your guiding key. Thank you. Now fuck off. The Anthem Report podcast theme, Radiant Garden, is brought to you by Shane Plunkett and Jesse Wright of Meadow Vista Media. Aren't they great, Jason, for letting us use that theme? Dude, I love those guys. Couple, couple of, couple of ballers that's what they are you know how you can also be a baller supporting us on patreon at patreon.com slash Spaghetti bros we have our marvel tierless podcast called Final i'll do it myself that we're posting quite frequently so you guys can check that out if you're into that otherwise we're posting a bunch of behind the scenes stuff and you get the anthem report live and it's not, not live sorry the anthem report podcast early so uh <laughs> come come support us on patreon.com Super Spaghetti bros like these people did uh, Nesquik 502. Billy the Kid Lawrence. Perin Verd. DP Grant. Elbow Juice. Energy Scott. Espy Cat. Famous for nothing. Gavin. Dodson. Iron Aggro. Iron Daddy Sean. It's your boy Woody. Pokemon Trainer Jay. Lisa S. Mr. Trumpeter 711. Matt M. Orpheus Joshua. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm laughing because it's like <laughs> us reading this together is just actually so much more work for you. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Pandalove Preferred Whale 6. Sean AFK. Swarls Barkley. Tyler Tyler Rims. Vigilous Gaming. Water Cage. Yawn Song. Zach P. Chillery. Lands of Masters. Egglag29. Frank Verg. Hit Roxel. Regular. Pat. Fabio the Iguana. Unholy Dolphin. Vetus. What's up, Carl? Yetus Vanitas Broomdocks. Chain of Fire. Damon Z. Kyrie's Bro. Travis Town. Junior. Phil games and Afro Roxas. Thank you guys so much for being patrons. If you want to be cool people like them built different creepness or even just vessels, go to patreoncom slash super Rose. We will see you guys for the charity live stream. Bye. Bye. Over, <laughs> screw in it on your air, I don't see them out sitting this young man. I the echo ignore school, kill